The following is a presentation of the Black Hollywood Live Network, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is Black Hollywood Live, breaking into... Featuring in-depth interviews with today's most influential entertainment figures, highlighting their tips, tricks, and techniques on breaking into the entertainment industry. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host of Black Hollywood Live, breaking into. Hello and welcome. There we go. There's the music. I was like, where's the music? <laughs> Where's that? Where's the music? I love it. It is the first Breaking into of 2016. Hey! Woo! Mm-hmm. Like to do on the show. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm your host, James Lott Jr., and you're here on Black Hollywood Live, of course. You can follow me on Twitter at Black Hope LA, and that's B L A K H O P E L A, and use the hashtag Breaking Into. We can continue the conversation, of course. And we have a Facebook page, Breaking Into, of course. And we have more on the artists that I have on my shows, some behind the scenes stuff, and all kinds of Breaking Into goodness. I am so glad because I have a guest today. I mean, I've been working on. I know I've been gone for a month, but I'm back. I'm black by popular demand. <laughs> that's right, kids. Uh, that's an oldie but goodie. Um, and uh, I have some great guests lined up for you guys. Now we're back in 2016, and it starts off with a guy that I've been wanting to talk to because I love spoken word. <laughs> I love the spoken word. I love it. He's a guy who's been on a show you probably heard of called Versus and Flow a couple of seasons. He was also part of the San Diego Poetry Slam team. You guys came fifth? Fifth in the nation. In the yeah. nation. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. He's released CDs, a chapbook. We're going to talk about what that is, so if you guys don't know what that is. And a DVD documentary on him. <laughs> and it's titled Rise to the Illest, The Journey of the Saint, Poetry Journey of the Saint. Lem, the Saint Gonzalez. Hello. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah, you're on. So, okay, where did the saint come from? Uh, that's a good question. Um, so... When I first started uh, writing poetry, my dad's a pastor, and so oh, okay. I grew mm-hmm. up in church and the whole nine. And I started writing poetry kind of in church, just something different to bring to the table. Yeah. Uh, and I would you know, do performances at church, maybe a couple of the churches here and there. And that was pretty much it. And so um, once I started kind of bringing it outside the church, yeah. um, I was like, okay, well, it would be cool to have, you know, a name. I didn't want to, you know, <laughs> not that I don't like my name. Yeah, no, you like your name. But, right. you know, I thought it would be cool to do something like that. So I remember it was probably one of my first features ever okay. as a featured poet. Okay. And I remember the lady was like, um, you know, I'm going to call you up. And it just hit me. And she was like, uh, and I was like, um, call me the saint. And Ooh, she was I like, like uh, okay. <laughs> So it wasn't really a whole lot of thought yeah, process yeah, yeah, yeah. in it. It was just something that just came to me that in that moment. And then, you know, once, you know, I mean, it stuck. And yeah. then I've been, you know, going by that for 12, 13 years. Wow, okay. But, uh, yeah, it was. It, I think a lot of it culminates from, again, my background, you know, being in church and, and my faith and things of that nature. And there it is. Now, I'll tell you, I, like I said, I was excited to talk to you because mm-hmm. I, I'm a writer um, first, before I do anything else, I mean story, write story, and I've written songs. But in the last year or so, I've started to write poetry and oh, nice. work pieces. And actually, on the Facebook page today, I posted something that I did called Choices. Um, I was told by another spoken word artist just to put it out there, mm-hmm. just read it, put it out there, yeah. get over the stage, forget over the fright of it, yeah. and do it. So it's on the page, the Bring the Tea mm-hmm. page. Um, and 
I love it. I mean, I grew up with Gil Scott Heron. Okay. That's okay. somebody my parents played all the time. Oh, yeah. Very, very famous. Player. I mean, and he's somebody who, I mean, when he came back, he went away for a while. Mm-hmm. When he came back and put out the album, I'm new here. Mm-hmm. There's a song called Running that I play all the time. Wow. It's just, not even say it's a song, but it's, it's a piece. Except right. to some music. There's some, some sparse music in it. Mm-hmm. But it's him just, I mean, he's telling it to you. Mm-hmm. You can feel the year stuff. When you are performing, this is what I want to ask you. The first question I want to ask mm-hmm. you, when you are performing, how does it feel? I mean, it's it's exhilarating. Uh, I'll say this. when uh, For me, getting into poetry, I, I was one of those type of persons where I was kind of, you know, jack of all trades. I could sing a little bit. I could okay. act a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love being in front of people. You know, okay. even as a kid, I was like a ham. You know, I'd, <laughs> I'd break into, uh, I remember breaking into preschool and getting there. And then I'd literally come into preschool and fall on the ground. <laughs> and everybody <laughs> like, hi, Lim. And then they would like go back to class. Like, it, I was that dude. Yes. So, you know, growing up, I didn't mind, you know, being in front of people. But yeah. for poetry, it was one of those things that it really gave me a sense of purpose. Yeah. Um, and when I'm on stage and I'm doing a piece, it, it, it's it's very euphoric in the sense because and it, it doesn't matter what kind of piece I'm doing I could be doing something funny mm-hmm. something heartfelt uh, you know something political but it's the reaction I get from the people in the audience and it's you know after I'm done people coming up to me and be like yo that piece really touched me or I really feel what you said or you know I like bacon too and you know <laughs> things of that nature yeah, so it, yeah. it's just it's really just a really dope experience being on stage and just sharing a piece of you because um, you are you, you have, you're having to expose yourself aren't oh, you absolutely absolutely I mean a, a great analogy is that you really feel naked on stage especially right. if you're doing something personal um, and I know uh, you probably heard the saying that it's easy to uh, say something in front of a large crowd than it is to one person. Yes, and yes. it's very true. And I think that's why a lot of people get into poetry, at least a lot of people that I've come across over the years, they get into it because they really wanted to say something. But it was very hard for them to come by saying it to you know their family or friends. And so they basically put it in a poem and set it on stage. And um, now they're doing it all the time. And it's something yeah. that becomes a part of them. I um I've gone to the New Yorkian Poor Society. Oh wow! Many times. Oh wow! I love. It. I I, love, I mean, I've walked out of there crying. Yeah. I've walked out of there exhilarated. Yes. There were different times I've gone. It's been different experiences. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they pick their lineups, like how they decide to do it. You know, it's yeah. a small, very small place, and mm-hmm. just everybody comes in and you're piled in. And oh yes. You're sweaty. And, oh yes. And you know, somebody's on the couch, somebody next to you's in a chair. It's mm-hmm. like it's crazy. And um, I get a chance to go this last time I was in New York. I was kind of sad I wanted to go, but mm-hmm. um, it just you write. They say stuff that's just like. Wow, mm-hmm. you really just told me about your relationship. Mm-hmm. Or wow, your dad did what to you? Right. Or wow, you know, like they, they right. really do. Mm-hmm. So, do you do a lot of personal pieces yourself? You know, you? I've actually that's something that I've kind of come into the okay. last like three or four years in my writing. It was something I I kind of uh, you know pushed aside. You know, for a couple of reasons. One, I really didn't think you know I had a lot internal to say. Okay. I really didn't think okay. anyone would really viable me in that level because of, you know, maybe, you know, what I've gone through in my life or what yeah. have you. And then the other thing was, it was just something difficult. You know, whenever you do something that's personal, um, it's always, you know, for some people, some people yeah. they can do it and they're just fine with it. Like, oh, I'm gonna tell you about how, you know, my dad beat me when I was, you know, yeah. young or something. Yeah. And to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, if that happened to me, that would be very hard for me to say. Mm-hmm. But, um, that's, that's why I, I strayed from it for a long time. Okay. And then one of my mentors, uh, 
Well, actually, two people. One uh, person I really look up to in poetry, his name is Sean William um, from the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah, shout out. And then also um, my mentor back in Stockton where I kind of cultivated my craft, uh, Tama Brisbane, she basically said, you need to write personal. You really mm-hmm. have something to say inside, and people need to hear what you got to say. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I started, you know, started to dwell into it. And it was very difficult at first. And it still is. Okay. It still yeah. is difficult. But I'm becoming better at it in the sense that I'm becoming – it's free. You know, it's 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 interesting what you can do and you write on paper. And there's some things that I've written and performed that I'm like, I forgot that that was there. You know, that was something that was buried or what have you. And, you know, able to bring it to light. And when I share it and again, the feedback is just it's amazing because the people then feel you. They feel you very they feel you feel very tangible. And then, you know, you do your poem and then it's like, oh, my gosh, I really felt you and you really touched me. And it, I'm telling you, man, it's nothing. It's nothing like it. And I'm sure that, you know, people who are musicians or singers that, you know, do personal songs, you know, it's the same feeling. So that's what I get, you know, when I do those things. It's funny. I had a brief experience. I got to work with uh, one of our guests on the show was um, Joshua Silverstein. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another show that I do, we uh, actually, he beatboxed to one of my spoken word pieces. Oh, really? We did it on the fly. He's like, James, I'll I'll be present with you. Just don't worry about what I'm doing. Do it. And mm-hmm. the piece I do is called Choices. I'm going to release it soon. It's going to be online. I'm going to release it soon. I'm putting it together. And it was about, when I wrote it, it was about always having to leave my daughter because I wasn't with the parent. I had to, I had to go off and work mm-hmm. or whatever. And now it's about leaving my granddaughter sometimes. She's in Sacramento. They're all in Sacramento. Oh, wow. Okay. And so having Sacramento, to leave. Uh, shout Sacramento, shout out. Sacramento, yeah. That's right. One and raised. It, well, I, I was brought there at 11 and kind of, my father was in the uh-huh. capital and I was oh, kind of okay. there for a year off and on for years. But my, but my kids and grandkids, hi, you guys, are all there. And having to always leave, I'm so close to these these little girls, I'm so close mm-hmm. to them, that the first part of it was about my daughter, and the next one was about my granddaughter. Oh, wow. And so when we sat and did, the, and he did the beatboxing to my words, uh-huh. that's the first time I ever did that before. Wow. And you're right, I was I had an out-of-body experience. Wow. And I was like, I want to do this again. I want to do this again. <laughs> I want to do it again. So, I mean, I can understand. I mean, it's a little piece of what you've been doing for years. Mm-hmm. It's addictive. Uh, yeah. It's very, it's like in a tattoo, you know? Yeah, right. You do it once, <laughs> you do, do it, it again. once, and it's like you want to do it again. And I think a lot of it is because of, again, you know, the feeling that you get from it. And, you know, and we talked about, you know, personal poems, and there's a lot of stuff politically, you know, that yes. people write about. And you look at some of the earlier poets, you know, and that were activists, and they would, yes. you know, do these poems at these speakeasies or these underground areas, and they would, you know, be talking about the injustices in society or what have you. And I, I, I feel that. And it's like when you can say that and you have this captive audience that's there, and I think it's it's interesting to basically do a poem, and, and I think the thrill of it, one of the thrills is to do a poem and change somebody's mind about something. Mm. I think that's awesome. And that's awesome. And just because it's something that you st- believe strongly um, and you presented it in a way, you know, that people can now like, oh, I never thought of it in that manner. Or I never looked at it that way. Mm. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's great. It, like you said, it's very euphoric and it's addicting. It it's is. I'm addicting. like, I want to read it again. I'm ready. <laughs> um, but, it's, but, it's, but again, when I was reading your, 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 your bio, it was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. You're like, I kind of got into it so, you know, so I could talk to girls. But it's <laughs> right. It's, it's, a, it's a through line I've met with some of my guests mm-hmm. who are performers. Mm-hmm. It starts out something where you're uncomfortable with yourself about mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that a little bit where you were kind of uncomfortable so you found a, an outlet to you? Oh, sure. You oh, know. sure. Um, well, I mean, it, and this is something that I kind of, my first personal poem ever, I kind of talk about this. Didn't talk about it prior. But I'm very much an extrovert. I told you earlier about being a ham and things of that nature. However, um, I always have suffered from low self-esteem. 
Okay. And it was something I'd never really talk about mm-hmm. and, you know, didn't really mention it to my family, didn't really mention it to my close friends. I kind of mm-hmm. would just deal out on that level. And it was one of those things where until I wrote about it, um, mm-hmm. it was then I could own it, you know, and yes. then I could deal with it mm-hmm. and, and, you know, put it in the forefront instead of keeping it on the back burner. And so um, one of the poems, and it's called Exposed is the name of the poem. Oh, okay. Um, and, I, and I talk about a number of, of things about me personally, but one of those things being that and now um, people can kind of see where I'm coming from and why I may act. You know, some of the or act some of the uh, or acts in some ways that I do mm-hmm. or um, talk in some of the ways that I do, even though I'm always trying to clown and I'm always yeah, trying to, be, you know, yeah, I, yeah. you know, just always have a good try to have a good attitude. Yeah. But it's just one of my struggles. And it's amazing how you can put that into a spoken word piece or into a, a page poem and how not only is it freeing, but it's going to free somebody else. Well, you make a good point. You can do. It comedically, because mm-hmm. I mean, there's all kind. Okay, so let's okay, let's break this down for a minute because there are break some folks. Okay, because I had a couple questions from folks who were like, "Dude, I was going to talk to you about this," and they said, "Ask him this, ask him that." <laughs> uh, so you might be better to answer it. Okay, one, explain the difference between if there is a difference between spoken word and rap. Is there a difference? <laughs> that's the a, semantics. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, a lot of people, and I think it's a it's it's based on your opinion. Okay. Um, I think some people's opinion, and I've heard this before, is that spoken word or poetry is just rap without the music. Okay. So I've heard okay. that. Okay. Um, and I can agree to that mm, to okay, some okay. degree. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, but I think poetry in itself is such a vast yes, category. Art, yes. I mean, you have so many different types. You have limericks, you have prose, you have yes. haikus, yes. you yes. have sonnets. You know, yes. these are different types of poetry. Mm-hmm. So to say poetry and rap, it, you know, there's to me, there's a huge difference because of the different styles of poetry. Rap is always going to be rhyming. Yes. You're always going to be rhyming and oh, you're going to be right. doing it to a beat. Okay. Whereas poetry can be can be rhymy. You yeah, can rhyme right. in your poems, but you can also not rhyme and you can also be very abstract and you can also do this and you can also do that. So it's it when you really get down to brass tacks, it is different in that regard. But okay, for right. people who say poetry is, you know, just again, uh rap without the music, yes, that is okay. one facet, but I think it's a lot more. I think it's also that you answered it perfectly. I think also because they say some songs are poetry too, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean Absolutely. So I guess you're right. It is kind of semantic, yeah. but I liked I liked your answer. Somebody else also told me to I, was, I had explained to somebody that there are different types of spoken word. And my one friend was like, but it always seems sad. It always seems angry. <laughs> They're always upset about something. Can you just elaborate that? That's not, that's not always the case. It can be celebratory also, yes, right? Yes, yes. Well, as I was saying before, there's many different types. And I consider myself as an artist pretty diverse. You okay. know, when I started writing again, I was write, you know, wrote a lot about my faith. Um, I'm very comfortable writing funny. Um, one of my first poems ever was called Why, and it was just a really funny poem about just why different things are happening. And, and so, um, but yes, people, I think when people hear, they say, oh, spoken word, they may, depending on where they are or depending on the type of venues they may go to, I think every, there's a lot of characteristics. Um, and every venue, like you talked about going to, um, in New York, the New Rican. Um, and you talked about, you know, there's a, a venue that I frequent. Um, it's, I consider my home venue here in Hollywood, which is called the Poetry Lounge, which oh, is yeah, Lounge. literally okay. the biggest weekly open mic in the country. Yeah. So um, I think wherever you go or wherever type of poetry you're listening to, there may be a theme in that typ- typically typical venue that okay. you may hear a lot of. Maybe there's a lot. And it's also regional, too, because oh, okay. Okay. if you go, let's say, down south, yeah. um, what they're going to be saying and what they're going to be doing poems about is 
probably going to be very different than poems on the West Coast. You know, just like okay. music or yep. hip hop. Okay. You know, take hip hop. Take hip hop. Hip hop on the East Coast is different than hip hop on the West Coast because it's a different experience. You know, it's still hip hop, yeah. but it's it's a different experience. Uh, and and hip hop down south is different mm-hmm. than hip hop on the West Coast. So I think depending on where you are, you know, there's definitely um, thematic material that people write about. Mm-hmm. But as far as when you get down to poetry or spoken word, which mm-hmm. is poetry spoken out loud, yeah. in yeah. essence, that's all it yeah, is. Yeah, right. Poetry exactly. spoken out loud. There's a vast array of topics you can talk about. Um, now, when you get into slam poetry, that's oh, a yeah. difference. Um, but again, still a wider range. Slam is just basically a, a, a style of poetry in the sense that it's a competition. And so the difference between spoken word and slam is just that slam is a competition. You have to do it within three minutes, and you're being judged. Whereas spoken word, you're just doing your poem. So um, to say that it's one thing is not true. Yeah. It can be a total, not- and I've seen everything. I've seen people do poems, like I have a poem about how much, like I told them before, a poem how much I love bacon. <laughs> I love bacon. The whole poem, poem <laughs> is how much I love bacon. <laughs> yes. You know, but I also have a poem about a friend of mine who contracted breast cancer, yeah. and I talk about her story. You yeah. know, um, it's all spoken word, it's all poetry, but it's different types of where you come from. And I think, really, it's where you are here. Because mm. I think people write about where they are here, or they should be. They should be. Um, and so where they are here, maybe they're dealing with a lot of injustice. You know, they're dealing with, you know, I look agree. at society oh, and everything yeah. that's going on. Yeah. And so that's where they at. And right. so they may write a lot, a lot of poems about that because that's where yeah. they are here. Yeah. Or, you know, they may have internal struggles that they deal with. Maybe they have a sickness or ailment. Mm-hmm. And that's something that plagues them. So they may write about that a lot because, again, that's where they yeah. are. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you find your cadence and style? Like, how how did you, because there's different types of ways of, sure. of delivery. So sure. how, did you, how did you find yours? And what would you classify yours and how do you find Oh, it? guys, that's, <laughs> you're really breaking it all the way I am breaking it down. That's oh what we do it. Breaking into you, we break it down, the this name. Is, oh, okay, okay. They didn't warn you about me, so I do. <laughs> did not. Yeah. Did not. <laughs> um, so I think for me, it was just whatever I felt comfortable with. Mm-hmm. I think that when I first started, I definitely did some things that kind of took away from the poem when oh, you talk funny. about cadence okay. Okay. Uh, because of, of how you know I delivered the poem. And it was just what I was comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So that's what I appreciate really about slam because um, in slam poetry, if you end up being fortunate to be on a slam team, you work on that. You work mm-hmm. on your delivery because slam is it really gets down to because oh, it's okay. a competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You break everything all the way down. Okay. You know your cadence. Uh, you know your, your how you're telling your story. Mm-hmm. And again, it has to be in three minutes. And the whole point is wow. you're trying to appeal to these judges and the audience. And so that's what I appreciate about about slam. And that's one of the reasons why I did it because I wanted to become better at my craft. Mm-hmm. And so what slam was able to do is, like I said, through the the, the coaches that I worked with, uh, and also my fellow teammates. Yeah. Um, you 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 work on your cadence, you work on your delivery, you work on how you're telling your story, you work on your voice inflection. Ooh, it's almost wow. like, yeah, okay, it's almost yeah. like being, um, taking voice lessons, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, as a yeah, singer. Yeah. You take voice lessons because you're trying to improve. You can already sing. Right, right. You know, right. or hopefully. Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> but you're trying to improve on your voice yeah. and how you work your voice and how you work your instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same thing with that. So I think it's definitely gotten better over the years of okay. when I first started and now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's still things that I have to work on. Um, you know, my coaches always tell me that, you know, I get really, when I get really excited, <laughs> um, you know, my voice, I growl a little bit. Oh, really? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. No, not <laughs> <laughs> They say, no, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, because yeah. my voice gets distorted. 
you know, but I'm like, you know, I'm really into you're it. You're in it, you're in it. But, right. you know, it's something that um, can take away from the poem because people may not understand me oh, when I'm yeah, doing that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You try to be so, clear. You try to be clear so exactly, they can get the message exactly, or what's going exactly. on. Yeah. Or I'm going too fast and I run over my words. Oh, yeah. All of that kind of stuff. I talk fast too sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I have to watch that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. So, yeah. So, I, it, that's what it is. That's what it is. But um, I think, yeah, again, I, I've improved over the years. And I'm, I, it's something that I still feel like I can work on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things I can work on. Um, I always strive to be a better writer. Um, mm, that's, and that's where it starts. That, that's yeah. where it starts. Yeah, and I think that when when I first started, you know, I, I think because I didn't have a problem being in front of people, you know, a lot of people deal with that, mm-hmm. and it's hard for them to get in front. They're yeah. nervous. Yeah. I didn't have that, but I think that I always needed to improve my writing. So now I'm constantly trying to improve my writing. I have people, mentors, or people okay. that I respect look over poems after I'm done and give me tips about editing and, and, and how to make it better or how to make it stronger mm-hmm. or how to, you know, whatever I'm trying to convey, put mm-hmm. it across. So... You bring up something that I always talk about on the show. I talk about this on this show all the time. I always say it's a, it takes a village to raise me. Mm-hmm. And you talk about your village. I mean, I mean, we, you know, as, as, you know, our people come from village mentality anyway, mm-hmm. back in the day. And I love that. I, hearing from you that you have people in place in your life that oh, absolutely. help you out and just kind of, learning doesn't stop, does it? Oh, never. Well, for me, no, no, not at all. I mean, maybe for some people, but for me, I feel like this is a craft that I can always improve in, um, and always continue to grow in. Um, there's, there's no ceiling, you right. know, with it. Um, and I, again, because uh, I will always want to get better at whatever I'm doing, and this is a huge focus of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been doing it for now about 13 years wow, okay. professionally. Okay. And so because I want to be serious about my craft, you mm-hmm. know, I, I want just to, you know, not just, oh, I'm a poet and I do poems every now and again. No, this mm-hmm. is something that I really want to grow and mature in and continue to improve and continue to get better um, because of where I want to take it. When did you make that transition from... I'm a poet, just po- you know, saying stuff to making it into a career. How did that kind of begin for you? Um, it was well, it, it took time. Um, okay. It was something I had to be because, again, I told you before, I was jack of all trades, so it was like, oh, I could do this. Oh, this is something new. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> play with this or whatever. <laughs> yes. But um, I think what happened was when I first, you know, I did my first poem out in the open. I remember it like it was yesterday, 2002. Okay, back in Stockton, California, it was this competition that came to Stockton, but it ended up being a nationwide Stockton. competition. Yeah, of all places. Yeah. Um, and so that's how I met my mentors. Okay, because um, okay. I entered the competition and they saw. You know what I was able to bring, and I did my poem, and it was well received. And mm, excuse me, one second. No problem. That's kind of that's kind of cool though. Like you tell people that you never know where you live, mm-hmm. opportunities still can knock on the door. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's what it is. And so um, as I continued, I you know started they started sending me on these shows and oh, doing okay. that kind of stuff. Okay. And then it was cool at first, and then I was like, ah, I don't know. And so I kind of took a back seat to it. Okay. Um, I didn't write really as much, and this is like the first few years that I was doing this. Okay. And then all of a sudden, I was like, no, this is what I need to do. This is what I'm meant to do. And that's when I started taking off. Wow. When did you, when did you and now after that, when did you realize you could make a career out of it? How, when did you really realize it? Um, I'll tell money you. Or whatever. I'll when tell you. you I'll tell you. It was a... Uh, Great pinnacle. So back in uh, in the valley in Modesto, um, there's a you know where Modesto's at. Yes, Uh, there's a a a competition that goes on every year called the Ill List, and uh, this is a, a basically a slam competition and it's an invitational so the gentleman oh, that, wow. that runs it what he does is he brings in poets from all of the country uh hand selects them to compete and wow. it's about 600 people that come every year wow. yeah okay it's always packed always sells out you know. 
And so he would leave room for, you know, a local poet to represent. Okay. Okay. And so I was going to the venue um, that he hosted. And uh, I was going. It's a slam, and that's okay. when I started, did my first slam, and I oh, ended up wow. winning my first slam, which oh. was crazy. Wow! Yeah, it was crazy. I didn't even expect that. Um, and so that caused me, and that's kind of where I started picking up steam. Okay. I was like, oh, I really need to continue writing because I can't come with the same poems. Right. right. So I continued to do that, and then what ended up happening was um, he picked me for this competition. Wow. Um, and so I did the competition. This is back 2009. Did the competition, and um, I ended up winning it. The entire thing. Oh yeah, it was amongst these, like, poets that are, like, wow. full-time. Some wow. of them are, are professors, wow. you know, or uh, teachers. Or, like I said, they this is what they do for a living. They mm-hmm. tour. Ended up winning. And so what it showed me was, not that I was better than anybody. Right, right. But it showed me that I did have something to say and that I was viable. And so once I won that, literally my career took off. Because what I did was I used that as a, as basically... A springboard um, kind of... You. to Yeah, to, to put me yeah. in there and to continue to get better, to continue okay. to improve, and continue to share my voice. And wow. so, um, yeah, so that moment, that was it. I was, I never looked back from that moment. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was toying with it up until that point, And yeah. then once that happened, boom, done. Now, another question someone asked me, and I, I think I know the answer, but I'm not sure, but can you freestyle a spoken word piece? You can't. You have to write it. It's like, it's like acting. You can't really freestyle or acting. You can improv, but it's something different. But um, can you? I mean, it's like, like, I know it was a weird question to ask, and I'm like, I don't right. know. Can you? I'm like, it's kind of, I don't know. I, I've, I've, I've seen, no, <laughs> oh, okay. no, I, I have, oh gosh, this is terrible. Tell me, tell me, tell I, me. This is all, I've never shared this. Oh, I love I've, it. I've tried. Okay. I've tried to do this one time and okay. it, it was only because someone had asked me to get up and perform. Okay. And at this point I wasn't memorizing any of my material. Oh, okay. So they asked me to perform and I wasn't prepared. I didn't have my material with me. So I got up there and I was like, what do I do? You know? So I literally started to freestyle this poem. It was terrible. Oh, it was terrible. But anyway, um, that was the one and only time okay, I yes. attempted to do that. Yes. I've seen people do it. Okay. Um, it's, I don't think it's something that's common in the, I guess the poetry yeah, world. I think so. Yeah. Right. Um, but you know, there are people that do it. There right. are people that do it, but typically if you're getting up, uh, you go to an open mic or you go to, you know, again, a competition, people are either reading off, you know, the paper or they're, they're going from memory. That's typically what you say. Now, see. so if I decide to go to an open mic mm-hmm. to take my stuff, I can take my paper up and go, or my cards and go, okay, I'm mm-hmm. going to, they don't. They don't mind that at first. Oh no! Start. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, and you can do that even in the slam competition. You oh really? Can, you can read. I mean, typically, um, there's a difference because if you're reading, a lot of people. Again, we're talking about a competition where every finite detail. Yeah, I'm sure. You're working on, and so it's a lot different to to basically do a poem from memory. You have more mm-hmm. flexibility mm-hmm. Um, with the poem. You know, you have your chance to engage the audience and you have a chance to do things that you couldn't do if you're reading off paper. Got it. And so that's why typically in a slam competition, you'll see people go off memory. But if you go to, you know, your local open mic, you know, like you go to the uh, poetry lines we were yeah. just discussing before. Yeah. Some people are going from memory and some people are reading, you know, yeah. they're reading off their phone or reading off the paper okay, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's nothing that's frowned upon if you read. I mean, 
that's just kind of how it is. You know, a lot of people do that. And you oh, have a lot of yeah. people that are page poets, and they oh. don't memorize anything. Oh, they wow. literally just do poems off the page. And they do it with the inflections and everything. They do it like yeah. kind of, wow. Yeah. Or there are some people that, I mean, page poets is typically uh, a poet that, you know, typically doesn't read their poem. Their poem okay. is just on the page. Oh, okay. So okay. typically. But... Um, but there's a lot of page poets that will go to poetry readings. I say they're coming out with a book, and they'll read their poems, and they'll read however they want the poem to sound like. Oh, okay, interesting. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Just like sense. if someone who wrote a book, mm-hmm. and they're you're going to their reading, yeah, and yeah, they're yeah, reading, yeah. you know, yeah. an excerpt from their book. Wow. Same thing. Yeah. Have you ever? Because uh, I want to talk about your memory thing. Because you must be. You ever done any acting? Because I'm like, you know, that <laughs> to exercise that part of your brain. It's very important to be able to memorize. Absolutely. And there's a lot of – that does go hand-in-hand hand because there are a lot of poets who are actors yeah. uh, and vice versa, actors who also um, do poems. Right. So um, because of your memory and because of you know the performance aspect mm-hmm. of it, mm-hmm. uh, when you're doing you know spoken word or performance poetry, yes, it goes hand-in-hand. Hand. I've tried – <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been in some plays here and yeah, there, yeah. local stuff. When I came first moved to L.A., I did take some acting classes. We all did that, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah we all did did take some acting classes. I did discover kind of you know right away that it wasn't for me. It wasn't yeah. something I wanted to venture into. Yeah. Um, but you know, of course, if uh, Steven Spielberg called me yeah, personally hello. He's, and he yeah. said, "I have a role for you," yeah, you know, look at your day Of course, like, come on, you know, please. come on, please. come on. Yeah. But yeah. Um, am I going to pursue acting? No, yeah. no, it's not something that I want to do. But I do know again uh, people that are actors and are poets, you know, simultaneously. How do you uh, memorize? Do you have a system? How do you, um, how do you get it? Yeah, well, I, I just kind of uh, changed the system. Oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. I used to just kind of take the paper, you know, once I'm done editing the poem, this is how I feel like it. And I would just read a line and then say it from memory. And then I'd read a couple lines and then say those from memory. Kind of just go down until the entire poem is memorized. That's how I started doing it. But then, thanks to technology yes. uh, and smartphones and stuff like that, what I'll do is I'll save my poem into my phone. Oh, yeah. And then I just play it back because, yes. you know, where I work at, I got this kind of commute. So especially when I got into the last couple of teams I was on, I was doing a lot of driving back and forth. I was on the San Diego team. Yeah. So I would drive oh, well. from L.A. to San Diego for rehearsal. Yeah. So I would just, you know, put the poem on my phone and then just play it back as I'm driving and then I would rehearse smart. it and, and do it back to back. And that's kind of been my – that's kind of stuck with me. That's been the easiest for me. It was very smart. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you got on Versus and Flow, mm-hmm. which is a show that I do watch. So I'm sure I saw you. I'm sure I saw you on there. Um, how did that – the first time, how did that come about? Um, so I uh, ended up um, – it's actually a good story. So Ooh, good. Yes. <laughs> I tried to get on for the second season, okay. and this is when uh, Hill Harper was hosting. Yeah, 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 before Omari right. came on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I actually, uh, a cousin, uh, knows him very well. Oh, okay. And so I got invited to go to uh, an event he was putting on, and then I got invited to go to his house. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. Right? Crazy. Okay, sure. And he's so, a great author, you guys. He's a, he has great books out there. I mean, absolutely. Hill absolutely. Yes. Um, and so I uh, ended up getting a chance to perform okay. – in front of him and his guests. At right? his house? At his house, right? Oh, excuse me. It's okay. crazy. Okay. So, and I was just like, oh my gosh, is this really happening? <laughs> it was right. like two in the morning, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, uh, okay. Had you been okay. drinking or anything? Yeah, yeah. Like, it was like, like, okay. Yeah, I mean, I had a glass of wine. Okay. And that was it. Okay. Um, but still, just nerves. Yes, I'm Just sure. nerves, yeah, right? Sure. So, um, I ended up doing the poem. And everybody loved it. Like, okay. they were just like, oh, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. Oh. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, yes. So I'm going to yes. get on the show, you know. Yeah. 
Well, <laughs> luck had it that he not didn't host the next season. Yeah, he did, That's right. when Amari took yeah, over. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, my gosh. Now you know, start from scratch. Yeah. So um, what I did was I just basically submitted like everybody else. Okay. And um, the process, and you go online, and you submit a poem, you give them the uh, written portion of the poem, and that's it. So I did, basically, I had just memorized this poem that I thought would, would work for the show, seeing okay. what kind of material they used. Oh, yeah, okay, um, good. Do the so, research, folks. Do your research. Do your exactly. audience. And so um, I basically had my brother record it for me. Okay. Um, I submitted that with the written portion, and then I ended up getting hit back a week later. And they said, yeah, Um, because it was like the it was like literally last minute. So it was like they usually do the submission um, from like November to February. So it was like literally the end of February. Oh, wow. The last, and it almost missed the deadline. Oh so God. it was one of those things because some yeah. things happened personally. Uh, my grandmother ended up passing away, oh, so there was okay. a lot going on. Yeah, okay. And so, but anyway, I submitted, got it in, and um, got contacted. Wow. Long story short, I got on the show. I know, that's crazy. Yeah. I was like one of the last ones. Oh, really? It's like, see, again, and timing doesn't always mean it'd be early. It doesn't always mean that. That's not you should always wait around either, but just anything. I mean, just. Right. If you're right. meant to be on there, you'll be, you'll be on there, I guess. And that's one of the things that happened. And, and it was just, it was such a blessing. And I had just moved to LA when I got the news. Wow. Like, I had just moved in. Like, I moved in Friday and I got the call Monday. Like, it was crazy. So, yeah. So, um, I got on the show, yeah. did the poem. Such a great experience. Okay. And then once you're on the show, then typically, I don't want to say it's easier to get on, but you don't have to go through the same channels. So I submitted again. Um, I didn't get on for the fourth season. Okay. So, um, but then submitted again for the fifth season and then got back on again. Why do you think they picked you fifth and not fourth? What was it? You think it was was the poem? Was it scheduling? I think it was the poem. I think uh, because when they picked me for the fifth season, I did my bacon poem, which is a a comedic (laughs) poem. (laughs) And so um, I think they wanted comedy for the show. Okay. Oh, and okay. so they didn't have enough people. And okay. so that's my belief. And so regardless, you know, it worked out. Now, each time you were on, what was the response from the public? Did you get Because oh, now man. we have social media and everything now. I mean, how was that? Mm, it was great. Hold it's, on one second. I just, I just, I just love that. You, you, got, you got on there. You did it. And it was just like, you know, it's just, it's just it's so great. You get to say you've been on, on it twice. I know. It's insane. Sorry I keep doing this. I've been under the weather. Yeah, so no, I'm no, trying no, to so get it. It's good. We're good. A lot of talking. Um, yes, we're good. So, yeah, so the response was amazing. Um, of course, with the thing with Verses and Flow, and this is what I love about the organization as a whole. Okay. Shout out to Don Cummings, who is, uh, uh, ends up booking the poets on the okay. show. She's a great friend. Hey, Don. She, uh, uh, they will support you. So once you're part of the Verses and Flow family, they want to know, like, when you have shows coming up oh, or when okay. you're releasing any type of material, and they will support you. They will tweet out your show or put it on their Facebook page or anything like that. And so, and the same thing with shows. They'll post out if you have a show coming up or if you're doing any type of thing that concerns you as an artist, mm-hmm. uh, they want to be a part of that and, and helping with the promotion of that. So that's amazing. Yeah. And of course, you know, you're on TV. So you become recognized by yes. a whole different audience that sure. may not have seen you before. So that in itself is just an amazing experience. And yeah, it's been, it's been awesome. It's been awesome. I mean, just to, to to go to your TV and to see your name, yes. <laughs> you know, in the DVR, yes. like uh, upcoming, you know, <laughs> it's crazy. And then, yes. you know, you get to meet, of course, all the people that come on the show. Yeah. So because they typically will have some type of singer yes, or so artist. That's where the verses and flow come from. Get it, and exactly. Stuff, yeah. So you end up meeting all these people and it's just, it's it's great. 
It's yeah. great. It's a great uh, family and organization to be a part of. That's very cool. Now, how did you get a DVD documentary <laughs> on yourself? <laughs> like, how does that, I mean? How does that happen? I mean, like, that's very cool. I mean, I mean, yeah. how, I mean, what is it? I mean, what is it? Fo- what years of the folly? What, what, what is it about? Well, when you, you heard me talk about being, um, uh, end up going to the uh, the illist yes. when I yes uh, ended up winning that competition. Yeah. So my brother is uh, he's a um, a filmmaker, and okay. so up and coming, and so what he wanted to do, and this is how it started. He just wanted to once I you know got called to uh, to be a part of it. He said, let's just let's just record you for the day. You know, oh, okay. your process okay. getting together. It was the first time I was going to release my my first CD. Okay, yes. So I was getting that together. You know, to have ready to sell at the competition, mm-hmm. and so he was like, "Let's just let's record. Let's record the whole day and just see what happens." Mm-hmm. I was like, "All right." So he recorded me from starting in the morning, came to my house, and then the whole preparation for the day, outfit I picked out, putting together the scene. I mean, the whole night, driving there, um, interviewed, you know, some of the the people that were a part of it. And so because I won, it was like this this great underdog story. Yeah, totally. And so that's what it ended up becoming, and that's why it was titled, you know, what it was, you know, Illust Rise to the Journey of the Saint. Oh, now 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 it makes sense. Now it makes sense. Rise to the Illust Poetic Journey of the Saint. Right, so yes. it was basically my whole day, and 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 you know taped all my poems, and yeah, so it was great. Wow, that's good. And you had two CDs, you said so far out, mm-hmm. and so and also a chat book. So I know what one is, but can you explain to folks out there? Because I remember I was like, what does that mean? Right, I was like, yeah, it's it's a, it's an old style way of. Of releasing poetry and not just a book form, not just like a regular traditional book form, right? Right. So a chapbook basically is short for chapter book. Um, That's what it's short for, but people always say chapbook. And it's literally a collection of poems, and it's a way for artists to kind of self-publish, you know, and put their stuff out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And literally it's usually, you know, uh, you have... Uh, maybe ten or twenty poems in it. It's something usually you you put together yourself, like a le- little um, leather bound yeah, thing or yeah. something, or some or loose something, leaves, something yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah. And you know, people will usually sometimes they'll sell it online or they you know will have it as product for their show. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's basically in essence what it is. It's just a, a, a booklet form, and it's full of you know these poems and stories that you kind of put together, and it allows you to, like I said, do it yourself. And is there is there a theme to your chat books, or is it just like it's just a a collection of, of stuff that you... Some people have themes. Um, people that release multiple chapbooks, they may have, like, a snapshot of time. You know, like, mm-hmm. my my first chapbook was titled When All the Leaves Turn Brown. And so uh-huh. the reason why I picked that title is because at that point in my life, that's when I was felt like there was a change going on. And so when the leaves turn brown, it's a new season. Yes. And so there was a change in my writing, a change in what was going on with me as a person. And so that's why I titled that. And so a lot of the poems in the book reflect that. Wow. That's okay. And on your CDs, how did, how did that process go? Were you recorded live or are they collections of stuff that mm-hmm. you put together? Um, it's the same thing. It's, uh, it's just basically I put together... In a sense, uh, how can I say? The first one was a lot of live performances. Okay. And in, in the second one was a mixture of live and studio work. So the okay. first one dealt a lot with just me coming out. It was a lot of my first work. So you have a lot of my um, faith-based poems in okay. there uh, in that particular CD. And then the second one that I did was a, more of a mixed bag, and basically, like it was some studio work. So I worked with same brother; he yeah. also was a, a producer. So I worked with him doing some of the poems, and then some of them were live. As a matter of fact, uh, one of them was the poem that helped me win the illist was oh, in yeah. that particular one, mm-hmm. and it dealt with uh, that particular poem dealt with um, a job I used to have, which was uh, LGBT worker. 
uh, eligibility worker, excuse me, or welfare worker. Okay. It's more okay. common case worker. Yeah, case worker. And I talked about basically the struggles I had, you know, and with uh, men who end up being oh, on God. welfare and take advantage of women, um, basically to kind of take care of them. Wow. It's something I would see as a worker well, time sure. and time well, again. I'm sure. Yeah. So. Wow. That's, that's very, that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, now, okay. He talked to some artists out there, um, and a couple of them stuck out for me because I was just like, okay, I gotta ask this, of course. Um, but you've worked with, um, Common, Louis Fiasco, um, Belby of DeVoe, <laughs> that boy, that girl's poison, um, and Faith <laughs> Evans. I just went, how was Belby of DeVoe? Because <laughs> it grew up for me, I yeah. mean, I grew up with them, and they're right. like, I mean, of New Edition, all that. I mean, how was that for you? Right. Well, that was amazing. I mean, this was basically those artists you meant. Um, I didn't necessarily work with them personally. Okay. It was like for Common, Lupe Fiasco, I opened for them. So, so they great. were in I mean, concert. Two, yeah. two great artists. Yeah, I no, mean. it was great. Yeah, I opened for them, So, which was uh, the one when I did Common. That was like probably one of the best shows I ever had, because it was in Stockton, okay. where I cultivated my craft, wow. and to be in front of people that I kind of grew up oh, in poetry yeah, and then yeah. to perform in this huge venue in Stockton. So that was amazing. Yeah. Um, with uh, Belle Biv DeVoe and with Faith Evans, that was part of me being on the show. So being on Versus and Flow oh, okay. allowed me okay. to share the stage and then got to take pictures with them and <laughs> stuff. And yeah, it was great to be able to be a part of, of that experience because when Belle Biv DeVoe performed, being on that same stage was like, oh my God. Well, you grew up like, with them too. I mean, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Hello, come I mean, on. Hello. Even New Edition. New like, edition. I mean, come new on. Edition. Exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Candy girl, come on, come on, <laughs> come on, son. Sofa, man. Come on, son. Yeah. come on. So yeah, so it's just the, you know people that I grew up with and yeah. and doing what I love to do and being able to share that stage, it's amazing. We're getting close to um, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. birthday. Mm-hmm. It's coming it's up. It's Monday. It's mm-hmm. Monday, and I always I live in gratitude every day. I feel like I'm living the dream. I mean, so you must be feeling like you live the dream too. I mean, what what are, what are some advice you give up and coming? artists out there who sometimes are like, I don't know, I'm just kind of, oh, it's, it's tough, whatever. I mean, what would you kind of give to them? Same thing I tell. I have, have people come to me all the time, ask me, how do I get started? What do I do? Basically, the main thing I always tell them is be true to yourself. I think it's so, so important. And I think, you know, with YouTube and, and other forms of social media and the internet, it's easy to, you know, it helps because a lot of times your poets, um, poems are now viral and so can go viral and get, you know, millions and millions of views. Yes. And I've seen this, uh, with different poems and, 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 and poets that do this. However, I think it's easy to copy a certain style because you see that it works and you're like, Oh, I can do something like that. Or you end up, you know, liking a certain poet and it's yeah. easy to gravitate towards that style. I think it's so, so important to basically forge your own path, um, to do, you know, basically, to uh to be true to yourself to write what you know you know i think for me like there's that. some things that i could not write about because i didn't experience them right. you know i I've ne- i don't know what it is to have an abusive father because my father was always there and he loved me so if someone has that experience and they write about that then i think that's awesome that they write mm-hmm. about that but if you've never experienced that don't try to cultivate a story just because you know it's something that people will you know gravitate yes. towards or yes. in a slam it may you know give you higher scores or mm-hmm. whatever so i think it's so important to write what you know and be believable because the thing is is because so poetry is so expressive people are going to know when you're coming from your heart 
people are gonna know when you're gonna coming from you know can't within. Lie. You can't lie. Nope. Uh, they see it in your eyes. They see it, mm-hmm. you know, in your passion. And so when you write about things that you are passionate about, that you love, that you know really have an effect on you, then it's going to come out in your performance, and it's going to come out, and people are going to know that and gravitate towards that. I think that's great advice for anything in life. Mm-hmm. Just basically come from you and come from your heart. Just kind of anything you do. Absolutely. And what what really helped me with that is um, I remember doing a show in Sacramento. Uh, where I was born and raised. This is before I even, I think, moved to Stockton. I was in Stockton 13 years before I came to L.A. Okay. And so I was just brand new, you know, doing my thing, did this show in Sacramento. And then I remember a guy coming up to me and he said, yo, you need to come, you know, do these poems. You should come to the Bay Area. And I'm like, I don't know, because at that time I felt like my story wasn't universal. Got you know, it. the things I was writing about okay, wasn't universal. And he told me, he's like, nah, man, you don't understand. He's like, somebody needs to hear what you're talking about. There's going to be somebody out there you're going to affect. And people need to hear that. And when he said that, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so amazing. Because just because you may think you're not saying something that's popular mm. or something that, you know, people will love and gravitate towards, you don't know who you're going to affect or who needs to hear. I mean, I've done my friend's breast cancer poem, you know, a lot of times now. And every time I do it, there's somebody every single time that comes up to me and says, yo, I really feel what you're saying. And I I appreciate you putting that poem together. And everything you said really touched me because I've dealt with it or my mother's dealt with it or my grandmother dealt with it and all these different kind of things. And so that's why I continue to do that poem, even though it's hard Mm -hmm. because it's about my friend dealing with this. It's necessary. You bring up another good point. We just all these great points bringing up mm-hmm. um, that doesn't matter where you come from. It, I mean, it can it can affect and, and it, it can influence how you how you deliver and stuff. Mm-hmm. But your message could be something someone three thousand miles away mm-hmm. in another small town. Mm-hmm. You know, Sac- I'm from, you know, I've been in Sacramento for years, and mm-hmm. it's a valley. Mm-hmm. So you know, Bay Area is the Bay Area, right? Right. And that's very much the Bay. It's, it's they're all kind of separate, kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, you live up there. I live in both places, so I know right. how it is. Right. Um, but you just never know. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a bridge. Absolutely. There is a bridge, but there's a bridge <laughs> that can bring them together that what you're saying could totally affect somebody in Alabama in a small town mm-hmm. or somewhere in Maine. I mean, are you, I mean, who knows, right? Or in Puerto Rico and some small, you know, I mean, who knows? Absolutely. So just Absolutely. to speak your truth, I guess, that's the best. Absolutely. That's I mean, best that, thing. This is the, the best thing, the best thing. And even, and like I said, a lot of people come up like, oh, you know, because I know what I dealt with because I felt like some of my topics weren't popular. Mm-hmm. And some of my topics, people, maybe it would, they wouldn't resonate with them because mm-hmm. they didn't grow up like I did or what have you. But I still kept it and still kept, you know, of course, diversified. And, and I'm always going to speak my truth. Yeah. Always. I'm not yeah. going to let anything deter that. Yeah, I'm vastly different because I've grown in writing. I've I'm grown sure. in type of the topics that I can talk about now and that, that I feel comfortable talking about. So my poetry has diversified from when I was doing poems 10 years ago or what have you. Oh, I'm sure. However, it's always going to be my truth. I'm always going to speak about what affects me. I'm always going to talk about my faith. I'm always going to talk about, you know, um, you know, my family and, and how much I appreciate them. And, and sometimes the things that, um, gets on my nerves with my family, you know, because I love my family, but you know, they sometimes do things to get on my nerves. So I may do a poem about that. So, I mean, but it's all my truth. It's all my truth. And again, it's going to resonate with someone else. And I can't take that away from you. Your truth. That's one thing I can't take away from you is your truth. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, absolutely. 100%. They can't take away from that. It's yours. Um, what's coming up for you these days? What's coming up? 
That's good. So I have um, I have a show, uh, a performance actually tomorrow uh, in Fresno. So okay. this is a a, a local, um, and they have a do a poetry slam oh, there good, okay. in Fresno, California. So I'm going to be going there, and I'm the featured artist there. And then um, I'm actually um, what's dope is you know of course moving into hosting. Uh, yes, folks, talk about that. You are you are. He is okay. He was brought to me at our holiday party uh, for After Buzz Media. He was brought to my attention. You know, I had seen you, and I knew who you, I kind of knew who you were, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were brought together, and so you know I work fast. I was like, right. that was a month ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. So. You do work fast, uh, but yeah. But so you are a host. You are a host. You're yes, hosting. I'm a host. And what's really dope is I talked about the poetry lounge. So what we've developed there, the poetry lounge, it marries the two things that I'm passionate about, which is okay. hosting and poetry. Perfect. So there, we created a show called The Wait, um, okay. because when you go to that show, they have it every Tuesday night. Okay. It's the biggest in the country. So wow. there's a line that starts forming about six thirty. They start at oh nine. My God. Yeah, and it goes all the way. Oh, uh, can the you give me line. when I'm waiting in line? Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I know Lamb. I know right. the Saints. I know the Saints. Right, right, right. Yes. So, um, so what we do is we created the show where we basically interview people in line, yeah. and we find out their stories. We find out how they got involved with poetry, yeah. um, or maybe they don't. They're not poets. Maybe yeah. they just come to listen. You know yeah. what brought them there? What brought yeah. them to to this particular show? Like who told them about it? You yeah. know, and if they do write poems, what do they write about? What inspires them? Yeah. So it's a show. We just started filming it last month. Uh, we're getting ready to release our oh, first good. episode this month. So I'm really excited. That's about exciting. that, we're doing that twice a month. Oh, very good. Now, are you? I know you're not feeling. Well. Are you up to doing a small piece for us? Um, Pull it together so we can do a little small piece for us. Um, I'll do. Let's see. Let me get some water. Yeah, get some water. Because I like. I mean, if you aren't up to, it, I know it's okay. But I know you were. I know. I know. Um, I'll do a one minute poem. Perfect. Here we go. Thank you. Uh, to the guy who got my cousin pregnant and said he could care less about taking responsibility. How can you call yourself a father? Biologically, your son is connected to you, but like faulty wires, you being shocked at your behavior, your immaturity as priceless a child. Wrapped in adult skin, you take drugs to numb your growing pains. Disappointment dressed in a three-piece suit, your kid anticipates your arrival like Confederates did docking slave ships, yet reparations will come before you do. You treat your woman like casualty, scoping at your next target like snipers in Vietnam or in D.C., murdering hopes and dreams like they would tracks in a studio. When promises come out of your mouth, they are broken like levees in New Orleans. You must have an organ donor sticker on your driver's license because your heart has got to be missing. Oh, my God. That is good. That was a good thing. I know you know. That was good. I, I Thanks, man. I got, a, I got a mental picture of that situation. Word. Word. And that's what I it's did. about. It's about painting that picture. I got the. I know. I got the. Yeah. I got the picture. Yeah. I was like, I looked away for you to hear it, mm-hmm. and I got the picture. I Word. totally got it. Word. That was good. Thank you, man. Wow. Thank you Thank so you. much. Okay, where can people find you? First. Oh of all? man. Uh, where can they find you? <laughs> Tell them. Find me all over social media. Um, I'm at the Poet Saint on everything: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. At the Poet Saint. All day, every day. Um, and if you're in the LA area, um, I'll be doing some new shows coming up this uh, year. So definitely check out for me and uh, come out to the Poetry Lounge uh, that happens every single Tuesday. And you can be a part of our show, The Wait. Um, get there early, um, 6 7 o'clock, and maybe feature on the show. Thanks for being on the show. Absolutely. And uh, we'll also be continuing to feature his progress. Like I do mm-hmm. all the other artists who've been on my show. <laughs> I will always probably put your stuff on my page. Word. On a Breaking Into page, of course. To follow more with him. Again, that's Breaking Into on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Black Hope LA on Twitter. And using the hashtag Breaking Into for BHL Online. Mm-hmm. As always, share knowledge, lift each other up, and pay it forward. I'm James Lott Jr. And I'll see you next time. 
from executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram me, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Undefined. The views expressed here are those of the host owner and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.